I'd like to tell you about Anchor. It's an app that you can use to record your podcast for free. Anchor will distribute distribute your podcast to different platforms from Spot from Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere you want. You can also make money with with your podcast with minimal listenership. All you have to do is go to Anchor for free. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Victorious Ones Podcast, a place where gaming meets comics, meets sports, meets inspiration. I go by the, by the name of King Von Jr. You can follow me on social media on Twitter at 301 King Von Jr. You can also follow the show's twi- Twitter page um, at, at VictoryPod1. I'm also on Instagram at Mr. King Von Jr. Jr. You can also follow the show's Instagram page at Victorious Ones Podcast. I'm also a social media producer for the Unpopular Reviews wrestling show, Perfect Plex Talk Radio. And so, so, of course, this week in honor of the late, great, I can't believe I'm saying uh, his name in the past tense right now, but the late, great basketball icon, certainly icon of my generation, the Black Mamba himself, one of the Lakers' all-time greatest, um, you know, a massive part of, of that team's history and a massive part of NBA history, the Black Mamba himself, Kobe Bean Bryant. You know, so this is definitely going to be an episode that chronicles um, his his journey, his story. You know, and to, you know, and, and just to see what made him great. And I'm also going to be doing my countdown in honor of Kobe since it's Mamba Day as of, as of this recording, and his birthday's already passed. Um, you know, in in this episode, I'm going to be doing a countdown of the top eight Kobe seasons. So make sure to tune into this. You will definitely enjoy it. So, of course, this is going to be a very special um, ep- episode for me, you know, since we're talking about, you know, the career career and legacy. And um, I know it sounds cliche and you know, thrown, thrown around like a thousand times as far as that word. But um, what Kobe left was absolutely incredible, you know, and, and just the example that, that he set for the generation uh, moving forward. And for those who happen to be watching, uh, on YouTube, please make sure to s- subscribe to my uh, to my page, Von Resper Jr. And uh, make you know, um, of course, make make sure to li- like like this video and, and subscribe for more content if you happen to be watching. And um, yeah, so like I say, you know, this is definitely another one that you know I, re- I really feel, you know felt the need to you know to to, uh, to really share. Um, and so of course, you know, of course, last week um, I talked about uh, Magic Johnson. Um, you know, so. So, you know, so, you know, so, so of course, of course, with this one, um, I'm talking about another Laker icon. You know, what I mean, this this guy is uh, one of the top two along with Magic. And that's none other than the Black Mamba himself, Kobe Bryant. You know, and um, so I would say that Kobe was to the sta- stable center what Magic Johnson was to the great Western form. You know, and, um, you know, it's not an understatement. That's just absolute fact. But. To get a great, great understanding of you know of, of Kobe's journey at that point, um, we you know we definitely have to have an understanding of you know of his genesis, his origin story. So of course, Kobe was born August twenty third, nineteen seventy eight, Philadelphia. Um, you know, what I mean, and so 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 of course, um, basketball was literally in his DNA because his dad was Joe Jellybean Bryant, who played for the Philadelphia seventy sixers most famously. Um, you know, so of course, uh, you know Jelly Jellybean wore number twenty three. And he was teammates with, you know, uh, with Julius Dr. J. Irving, 
you know. So um, you know, of course, he later went on went on to play, you know, for, for other teams as well, you know, and all, and um, you know, if, 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 you know, of course, um, you know, of course, eventually, uh, when you know, I said, you know, of course, of course, eventually, um, during Kobe's childhood, he spent a lot of his time uh growing up in Italy. And so, you know, and the reason why it was, it was because, you know, was because his dad was playing basketball in Italy at that time. And so, um, you know, so, so of course, that, that was when, you know, when, when Kobe really got his, you know, got his taste um, of the game. And so growing up, you know, um, he was, you know, he was enamored by the Lakers. He was a big Laker fan because of um, his Laker hero at the time, Magic Johnson, as you know, and, and not, not only with the Lakers, but also he was certainly, um like you know, like any other kid at that time, uh, you know that those are there were Generation X growing up in the '80s. Um, he was especially drawn drawn by um, by certain young, you know, certain uh, rising star superstar coming out of draft out of North Carolina, going to Chicago, named Mike, uh, named Michael Jordan. You know, and just so happened, you know, that like you know, it's like it's, you know, and like I said, the, you know, especially guys like that, the, those um, were the type of players that Kobe really. Uh, gravitated to, you know, what I mean, those are the guys uh, that that he really, really clung to, and so, um, uh, you know, and, and also like, you know, like I said, you know, like I said, you know, uh, growing up in Italy, that's when he really, st- you know, like, like I said, you know, that that's, that was the genesis of his love for the game, his taste um, for the game of basketball, and even even growing up there, um, there, you know, like I said, you know, even growing up there. Um, he played a lot of basketball over there as a kid. Um, you know, it was, like I said, you know, exposed to the game, exposed to a different culture. You know, um, you know, like I said, he was, he was de- definitely multilingual. And um, and it wasn't until uh, 1992 where his family moved back to America. Um, you know, mainly to Philadelphia. And so that you know, so that so that is when um, that's when he started high school. And he went to high school at Lower, at Lower Marion, so that is where initially, originally, where let's say you know, sort of like the legend of Kobe really started at Lower Marion High School, and um, and and there he was a man among boys. He was in a league of his own at that time, and to the, to the point where he let where he led that team to a championship. And so, because of his um, rising status, you know, rising stature at that time, you know, like I say, he he, he definitely had. Um, Philadelphia, pretty much in the palm of his hand, especially when, it, especially um, when it came to high school level, and so um, when it was, t- you know, and, and, and so um, Kobe bet on himself to the point where he decided to declare um, for the NBA draft, and instead, it's, it's it's you know, so he decided to forego cl- uh, college and go straight straight ahead to the draft. So he's one one of those guys um, in the era, along with the likes of Kevin Garnett, Tracy McGrady. And others who bet on themselves and decide to go pro. So, um, uh, going and, and think about it, the thing thing about this was that going was that going into this draft, um, there were you know a lot a lot of options, a lot of speculation. Um, you know, there are definitely certain certain teams that they really wanted to go for them. Um, Charlotte Hornets, who eventually drafted them. Uh, the New Jersey Nets. I think the 76ers might uh, might might have been uh, might have been the cards as well. But um, you know, but you know, but you know, but 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 ultimately, I think Kobe's. The thing is, Kobe's mind was already made up. Eventually, he wanted to play um, in that gold and purple, that purple and gold, of course, with the Lakers. And um, you know, a side note, as of this recording, 
I'm actually wearing a a, a purple Kobe shirt, um, Kobe Grinch shirt. By the way, I want to give a shout out uh, to the Forest Lab as well. It's a really awesome shirt. Um, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, like I said, I just want you know, I just say um, a little cheap plug with that one. You know what I mean? So, but, but anyway, of course, uh, back to the story. So, uh, Kobe gets drafted 13th overall by the Charlotte Hornets. And so, of course, we already know how this whole story, you know, how, how this played out, you know. And so, you know, and so, of course, uh, Jerry West being the genius basketball genius that he's always been was, you know, it was, you know, I think he was like the scout uh at that time and so um he you know and, and the thing about jerry is that he was absolutely an amazing uh negotiator you know what i mean and so um you know so, so of course that summer um he found he found what he orchestrated an incredible uh trade as he traded vladi divots and some other pieces or whatever um to the charlotte charlotte hornets for kobe because jerry wanted to make room for the largest a shark in the free agent aquarium, Shaquille O'Neal coming straight coming uh, out of Orlando, you know. So with Vlad Divac out the way, that you know, like I said, it definitely made made room for Shaq. And so when you have a once in lifetime uh, talent, you know, what I mean, superstar like Shaquille O'Neal, you know, if, if anything, why would you still have a guy? You know, with, uh, with no offense uh, to Divac, but but with a guy like Shaq, you know, why, why would you really you know still need um, any extra room? Um, for you know, for a guy like that on the team, we have we have the diesel right there. So um that same summer, Jerry West um or, orchestrate orchestrated a draft trade to trade, you know, trade Kobe's rights from Charlotte uh to the Lakers. We we could officially um live out his dream live out his dream of playing for the Lakers. And of, of course, of course, at the same time, um that same summer, he you know, he you know, he he he's he certainly able to um orchestrate Shaquille O'Neal's deal to join the Lakers, you know, be, you know, because of everything falling apart, falling apart or in Orlando and so on and so forth. So that's all another story. Um, you know, so with that being said, you know, and, 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 and it, of course, obviously we all know hindsight is 2020. So we already know, um, you know, uh, looking back on it now, clearly Kobe, you know, is, you know, clearly, clearly Kobe is far and away, uh, the biggest name throughout that entire, throughout the entire draft but coming out the gate he wasn't you know be, be, you know because of number one uh yeah the answer himself Allen Iverson being drafted to the Philadelphia 76ers um Kobe's home team you know Kobe's hometown so uh, so I, I think that really um you know re really lit a certain fire under Kobe so that anytime you play against the 76ers it was uh you know he pretty much he pretty much had a target on them um Anytime, anytime you, anytime they'll, they'll play against them uh, during the regular season, you know. So, um, at the, you know, of course, at that time, you know, I, you know, like I said, I, you know, Iverson was on a whole different level from, you know, from Kobe and just about everybody, everybody else um, at that time. And so, because Kobe didn't get that college experience and everything like that, you know, because of that, um, he really had to grow up faster. And so. Um, it was, it was, I'll say, I'll say like this it was certainly somewhat of a humbling process, if you will. And it, it, it was all, it was just a reminder, you know, a reminder to Kobe, um, and everybody else, you know, that, that, that they still, uh, had a lot of, had a lot of room, had a lot, a lot of room to grow. And even he knew it himself and, 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 be, and because he knew 
that he has so much more room to grow. That is what fueled his work ethic. So even though he didn't come, even though he didn't come out the gate um, firing all all, all, all cylinders, um, you know, you know, as, as you know, in fact, as a rookie, he only averaged like seven point four points per game. So he was, you know, pre- pretty much putting out, um, let's say, typical sort of middle of the road, semi middle of the road rookie numbers. Um, and so, and if, of course, this is at a time where he really had to prove himself because this is at a time where Eddie Jones uh, was in the starting lineup. And so um, Kobe, you know, like I said, you know, but at the same time, because of the fact that Kobe was so much of a student of the game, you know, um, he took that time to really absorb it like a sponge. So, um, so like, you know, like I said, like I said, like I said, um, you know, this was, this was that time where he, you know, he really had to pay his dues. He really had to, you know, so, you know, like pretty much climb his way up the ladder. And however, uh, in his second season, um, he was actually voted uh, to the All-Star game. Not only in the All-Star game, he was actually vo- actually voted a starter, even though he only averaged like 15.4 points per game that season. And uh, I think, the, if anything, I would say a big reason why um, he was named not only an All-Star, but a starter as well, because of the fact that everybody saw um, that he would be the eventual successor to Michael Jordan. And see, that's the thing that uh, set Kobe apart from so many other people um, at that time, you know, that's what, that's what set him apart um, from some, you know, from so many other, so many of the other players at the time that the media was, you know, was put in that position, uh, trying to put in that pedestal to, to, to take over the league, to be the next face, to be the next face um, of the league after Michael Jordan, you know, be the next Jordan, this, that, and the third. And so, um, so with that, with that mantle comes a lot of pressure. And ultimately, come you know, uh, come a lot of disappointment and everything like that. So there's some so many players that they they were putting that were thrust in that position that just crumbled. You know what I mean? And 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 and, and, and let me slow. Down. Like I said, um, there's like I said, you know, because because they may have you know like a, uh, like a slight uh, flair, certain type of charisma, automatically um, people you know people want to associate them as Jordan like and everything like that. So. Um, so on one end, you know, on one end, I would say there were players um, who didn't want who didn't want that spotlight. Um, I also say that there were that there were players, you know, you know, who who, who felt like, you know, who felt like that that they were deserving of that spot. You know, like I said, just so many different factors. But Kobe was one of those guys. Uh, if anything, he was the main one who had no problem taking on that challenge. You know, and um, he said, like I said, you know, I say like this. Even even from that time, even from his second season, you know, before you know, before he solidified himself as you know, you know, as a perennial All Star, um, a perennial All NBA first teamer, champion, and this, that, and the third, you know, it was that early on that Kobe was was willing to take on that challenge of care, of carrying that mantle, um, and you know, and, you know, I'll say it like this, you know. He was he was willing to take on that challenge of carrying the mantle in the future um, when guys like Jordan faded off the scene. So even though early on Jordan got the better of him, but at the same time, that was um, you know Kobe's learning process. You know, um, you know that, that that was that was certainly Kobe's way of growing up faster. You know, to, to play, you know, to, to go head to head against a guy that you know that was your hero. You know, what I mean, you know, a guy that that you just soaked up so much inf- information from, soaked up so much wisdom, and see. 
because because of Kobe's basketball IQ, because of his work ethic, because because of his drive, because of his willingness to want to be the best, to want to be the absolute greatest that he can possibly be, to be the best version that he can possibly be, which is what which is what um, which is what birthed you know the whole Mamba mentality thing. Um, you know that's what set him apart from so many of his uh, you know so many of his contemporaries, from uh, your Iversons, your Trace McGrady's, Vince Carter, uh, so on and so forth. You know Grant Hill. Penny Hardaway, whatever you, you know, whoever it is you want to name, um, you know, and, and, and like, and like I said, you know, like I said, you know, that, that his discipline, his commitment, his willingness to study the all-time greats that were like right in front of him, that is what set him apart from so many, uh, you know, from so many others around him, you know, to, to the point where the gap started to get so wide that it was almost dare I say in some case almost laughable at times um you know so I would say that the genesis of that sort of greatness um really really started at that time at, at, at that point um so this is at a time where the Lakers were you know were, were you know starting to rebuild you know like um you know at least you know start, starting to come out of uh that sort of dark ages from that post magic johnson period or you know whatever and so on um, you know at the time you know of course at the time they certainly had a nucleus with with potential from you know not only kobe himself especially when he came to shack uh nick van exel eddie jones guys like that but it was just just something where they couldn't they couldn't really um get over the hurdle they couldn't really get get over the mountain um you know you know because you had teams like the utah jazz especially uh, the San, San Antonio Spurs, who eventually become become the NBA champions, um, and so um, you know, and, and you know, well, you, well, you know, of, of course, not of course, in ninety seven and ninety eight, um, the Bulls um, uh, had become champions, but in terms of their uh, competition in the West, you know, the, the Lakers, um, def, you know, de- definitely had a you know a bit of a mountain to climb, and in, in nineteen ninety nine, um, not only did they lose to the Spurs, but they got swept by the Spurs, and so that was. Um, sort of like that. I would say that was like the breaking point. That was like that was the pivotal um, turning point for them as a franchise. Because um, after that, uh, Dale uh, Dale Harris had gotten fired. Um, Phil Jackson was his replacement, and so right away, the Lakers made an instant turnaround, and Phil was able to bring the best out of both Shaq and Kobe, and and, and he was able to bring something out of them where they they could be the very best that they could ever be. You know, certainly Shaq got himself into the best shape uh, of his career. You know, you know, be, you know, because because that was certainly a, a proven ground for him. Um, and so Kobe brought into uh, um, that philosophy, that system. You know, and, and pretty much he, he wanted he wanted to find out uh, whatever it was that made Jordan great in Chicago. Because na- now that Phil has gone from Chicago to LA to become his coach. Um, he was, he was looking, looking to find, you know, what, whatever it was um, that Phil did to help, uh, to help, to help, uh, to help make Michael even greater, you know. And so, um, so you know, so, you know, so, so if anything, um, that you know, if anything, I would say that that was a that was certainly the perfect transition for Phil to go to go from Jordan to Jordan's successor, you know what I mean? And so, and so um, you know, and so um, right away, things just clicked. So the Lakers. Um, went on to have a 67 to 15 record in the 1999 2000 season. So Shaq was might might as well have been the unanimous MVP at that point. 
and Kobe was certainly entrenched into becoming a Shaq sidekick at the time. So um, even though he had made the all-star all-star team back in 98, it was at this time where it was certainly certainly become becoming more of a turning point where Kobe started to really be, you know, solidify himself as a true perennial all-star starter. So that season, um, he averaged like 22.5 points per game, you know, and, 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 and of course, you know, of course, because, because he was the perennial quintessential uh, sidekick at that time with the capabilities of being his own leader, you know, um, because of that, he was, he was certainly a, a, um, a you know, a great um, compliment to Shaq in terms of that one, two punch uh, dynamic duo, Batman and Robin type of thing. So it was like a rebirth of Showtime. So, um, so Kobe was to Shaq what Magic was to Kareem, and it, cert- and it certainly showed within this season, you know, and, and it's, you know, especially with you know, especially with, with with the way with the way that the Lakers, you know, just absolutely do- dominated the competition. Whether it was the Jazz, whether it was uh, the Portland Trailblazers, Sacramento Kings, San Antonio Spurs, um, all the way to, you know, you know, of course, eventually defeating. The, uh, the, Indi- uh, the Indiana Pacers in six games. And so, um, you know, and like, you know, and, 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 you know, excuse me, slow down. Um, and, 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 and so, um, even, even though Shaq was the, you know, was obviously the unanimous uh, finals MVP, Kobe was very instrumental in that. Even to the point where he, even to the point um, where he had to play through pain, where, you know, where, where you know, um, you know what, what, you know, whether, whether, um, whether, whether it was um, an injury to his foot or injury to his hand, or you know things like that. You know, what I mean, you know, like Kobe showed that he was an absolute warrior. And so, um, after that, we go into the two. You know, like I said, you know, of course, of course, after that, um, we go into the 2000, 2001 season. And um, this is at a time where, as Pat Riley would say, this you know st- the disease of more slowly starts to creep in. Um, and so at this point, Kobe's production just rises, you know what I mean? So, so this, so, uh, so even though he wasn't fully in his prime or in his peak, but he was, he was really coming to his own, uh, more than ever before. And, th- and this, and this was a season where he was starting to make more of a statement that he was capable of becoming, um, the future leader, you know, in, in the event that Shaq were to decline, retire, whatever the case may be, you know, he was show, Kobe was showing that he can be his own um, alpha, uh, alpha male, alpha, you know, alpha level uh, player. And so, um, you know, and, and, and the thing about it was that um, his production improved gradually, you know, like significantly to the, you know, to the, to the point where he averaged like 28, 28.5 points per game. He was directly behind Shaq um, uh, when it came to scoring, and so um, you know, and so even though the Lakers' regular season record took a bit of a dip, they finished like what, um, like fifty six and twenty six. But the same, but at the same time, when it came time to, at the same time when it came when it came time to um, uh, when I'll say it like this, even though their regular season uh, n- numbers started to, you know kind of took a fall, but when it was playoff time, they took everything up to a whole nother level to the point where they had their the Lakers 2001 Lakers uh, playoff run is absolutely all time historic 
because that's because during the playoffs they went an unprecedented 15 and one, you know, and so, um, you know, and, and if and and like you know, like I said, you know, as, as far as far as the Lakers, um, uh, in the playoffs that season, they were absolutely merciless, they took absolutely no prisoners, you know, what I mean, they, they were they were bloodthirsty, you know, what I mean, and so all throughout the playoffs, they had nothing but sweeps, you know, um. And so, and they just absolutely victimized whoever was in their way. Then we get to the NBA Finals, and they go up against uh, league MVP and scoring champion Allen Iverson. You know, um, one of Kobe's greatest dance partners, if not his, if not his greatest dance partner. And so, um, so I'll say this Finals series was certainly very personal for Kobe because of the fact that he saw a guy like you know saw a guy like Allen Iverson. Um, become a star in his own hometown. You know, Iverson was, get, you know, was getting so much of the, the lion's share of the popularity. You know, what I mean, you know, like you know, like I said, Philadelphia truly became uh, Iverson City at that point. And so this was this series was certainly a um, proving ground. And so this was Kobe's this was Kobe's way of planting the flag and letting I let him know, like, look, you're not the only, you know, like I said, you're not the only sheriff of town. You're not the only, you know, like, you know, if, if anything, um, you know, that was that was his way of making a statement to Iverson, the rest of the league, that you know, um, you and Shaq are not the you know, are not the only uh, alpha players in this league. You know, I have what it takes to be just as great as you. And Kobe showed it. You know, I mean, you know, like like I said, you know, if if you know, like like I said, he he was absolutely phenomenal. If it had it not been for Shaq's uh, dominance. No question about it. Kobe, for me, would have been the Finals MVP, and arguably, you could say, uh, leading up to that point, you might as well have been arguably the playoff MVP. You know, because of how great um, he played. You know, because of how instrumental uh, he was during the play uh, during the playoffs leading up to the finals. So, Kobe's fi- final stats. Um, you know, you know, like you know, it's, it's, I'll say it like this. Um, Kobe, you know, I'll say it like this. Um, you know, during the finals. Um, that, you know, the, during, uh, during that finals against 76ers, Kobe Sachs were of this 24.6 points per game, 7.8 rebounds per game, uh, 5.8 assists per game. And so, and so of course, um, the Lakers absolutely dismantled the 76ers in five games, you know, and, um, you know, and, and of course, you know, of course, this at a time where Kobe was truly uh, coming, coming to his own more and more and more. And then we get to you know you know and and, 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 and of course um uh so you know so so, so of course you know and of course sorry about that so and of course and of course um uh we you know of course we get into the 2001 2002 season excuse me and once again you know like I said you know Kobe's elevating and growing and it's it's you know it's an even more uh, spect- spectacular player. To the point where he wins his first out of four All Star Game MVP awards, and it just so happened it just so happens to be in his hometown of Philadelphia, and um, Kobe was absolutely dominant uh, in, um, even in an All Star Game, and so you know so he, so of course he led, led the West to absolute domination. You know we we scored like thirty one points in uh, in that game. It was named All Star MVP, even though the crowd booed him. And the main reason why they booed him was, was 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 because the Lakers absolutely crushed the 76ers. And the whole world knew that the Lakers were going to win. Even Iverson himself knew 
that the Lakers were going to win that series. And, you know, it was just all about putting up the best fight they could possibly put up. But it was already inevitable who the champs were going to be. Um, and so, because you know, because of that, you know, um, Kobe, you know, Kobe, you know, you know, like, you know, because of that, um, Kobe was seen as a guy that was on any on enemy uh, enemy lines, which he was, you know, and, so, you know, but, you know, but, you know, but, 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 you know, before, but at the same time, um, he never, let, never, never, never let that, never let that stop him. And so, um, you know, you know what I mean? So, so, you know, and, and so, and so because of that, um, that season he actually averaged like 25.2 points per game and the Lakers, you know, con- continue to dominate. Um, and, you know, and, and we're just, abs- and just absolutely, absolutely amazing. And, you know, like, like, you know, just pretty much, um, I was, I was, I mean, you know, even, even though, like I said, you know, even though they're like, so, you know, uh, perennial contenders, perennial, uh, you know, champions, but that season, the Sacramento Kings actually, were actually the number one seed. So a lot of people were looking to the Kings to, to possibly be the champions up until they played each other in the Western conference finals. And that was infamous, you know, probably the most infamous series, um, in Laker history, you know, you know, especially when it came to game six and the way the officiating was and everything like that. And, um, and, you know, and, and so, and so for that series, that series went on to seven games, the Lakers win by the skin of their teeth. But by the time they get to the finals, it's a completely different story. You know, the net, it showed that the Nets had no business being in the finals against the, against the Lakers at, at all. You know, and so even though Shaq obviously was the finals MVP, um, Kobe's finals uh, final stats were 26.8 points per game, 5.8 rebounds per game, 5.3 assists per game. And so this was uh, this this was like the first season where he made the um, the all NBA first all, uh, all NBA first team. And so when it comes to, well, you know, once again, is is a bring is bring the comparisons with Iverson. Um, there was a point where Iverson had the edge, but then by the time we get to the 2001 finals, um, things became more even. And then by the time the Lakers had the three-peat, Kobe's already, you know, started the separation between him and Iverson. And, um, at this point, Kobe's in his sixth season. Um, he has, he's become like a. You know, so, you know, so like you know, so he's so he's become, um, you know, like a fourth. He's be, he's become a four-time All-Star, and so he's become, you know, he's 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 become the, you know, like pretty much like the the premier shooting guard um, of his era of his generation at this point. And so during this time, this when tension really starts to grow between him and Shaq. So at first, as I, as I said before, um, Shaq and Kobe were Batman and Robin. Shaq was obviously Batman. Kobe is Robin. By the time we, by the time we get to this three, at, once we get to the three peat, once the, you know, uh, once the Lakers uh, have completed a three peat, Kobe's gone from Robin to Nightwing, in the sense of I'm tired of playing this dude Shadow. It's time for a change. It's time for you know, time for me to show what I'm made of. It's time for me to make a name for myself and identity for myself, much like. The way that Dick, for comic fans, the way that Dick Grayson was sick and tired of being Bruce Wayne's uh, kid sidekick, especially because, especially at the point where you know where he outgrew that role, you know, to, to you know to the point where, especially at the point um, where it was obvious, obvious uh, where it was obvious that he aged uh, out of that position, 
you know, so it got to a point where Dick Grayson aged out of being Robin. You know, it's time for him to be Nightwing. Same thing with Kobe. You know, um, early on he was Robin. Um, once they had the three peat, it became Nightwing, and it was time for him to establish his own identity. So now, um, the following season, I noticed um, that there was definitely a shift. Certainly, like you know, a, a drastic change when it came to uh, the way that this, the way that the Lakers system was run. But, you know, because I remember um, when you know, like I, said, you know, I remember early early on when the season started. All of a sudden, I saw Kobe become the team's leading scorer. Usually, usually it's always Shaq, and so I was always curious as to see what was going on with that. I was like, you know, you know, because because a fan like fan like me growing up at the time, you know, I, I was so used to them, you know, just giving the ball to Shaq automatically. But excuse me, you know, but by the time we get to this 2002, uh, 2003 season, Kobe is on a whole nother level. He's having strings of 30, 40 point games and things like that. Um, you know, and he started to establish himself as by far the best player on the planet. You know, um, even though Tim Duncan went on to win, uh, went on to win his second straight MVP and win his second championship, second out of five uh, championships. Even though Spurs, even though Spurs won the finals that year, Kobe really started to set himself apart when you know in, 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 ter in terms of being um, the best player on the planet by far, and, and also um, that that uh, also and also there was a very pivotal game that season, especially against the Wizards, where he lit Jordan up for fifty five points, especially after he heard um, a comment where Jordan said. That Kobe, you know, that Kobe was not um, was you know was not fit to like fill his shoes or something like that. And so, you know, you know, Kobe being that you know the the you know the you know just the forever competitor, much like Jordan, you know, where where you where guys like that hear certain things and just turns a switch on. So when Kobe got wind of what Jordan said, the switch went off. And when it was time to play against the Wizards in L.A. Kobe lit him up. He torched him like Jordan had never, ever been torched before for 55 points. So that was very much um, a statement game for him. And so, um, you know, so, so of course, after the Lakers uh, get beat by the Spurs in the Western Conference Finals, um, they start to make changes. They you know, start to, you know, like you know, but by the time we get to 2003, 2004, it's just an absolute whirlwind, you know, like just a dark cloud all over the place. Um so unfortunately, during that summer, that's when you know when everything happened in Colorado and all this type of stuff like that. And so, so that was just a complete cloud over Kobe's head, a distraction. Um, you know, when it came to his personal life, professional life, and everything like that. Also, simultaneously, the Lakers, you know, had um, you know, had signed uh, aging veterans like Carl uh, Malone, Gary Payton, thinking they were going to create like a big four, you know super team at the time and everything like that so um you know so this, at the same time you know like you know the lakers you know like so you know you know we're you know absolutely um um performing uh let's say fairly well or whatever you know and like i said they're certainly fire on different cylinders kobe was still making um uh the all-star game they got another all-star mvp like co-mvp with Shaq um uh that season as well but um eventually the Lakers met their match against the Pistons, where the Pistons not only beat them, but they absolutely stomped them out. You know what I mean? And so that was, and by that point, like I said, you know, everything reached its breaking point. Uh, in, in, ter in terms of Kobe's rela relationship with Shaq, um, you know, and, and, and like, and like I said, it, it just got to a point where they could no longer coexist. 
um, they just reach a breaking point. And so, um, you know, so, so eventually the Lakers organization was met with all ultimatum, either keep Kobe or keep Shaq, you know, and, and, and Kobe really reinforced that himself. And so eventually the Lake, you know, eventually Lakers manage, management, uh, Dr. Dr. Bus, rest in peace, of course, um, decide to go with Kobe and, you know, therefore he traded Shaq to Miami. And so, um, you know, so, you know, so, so of course, and the reason why the reason why that move was was critical, why it was pivotal, was because of the fact that um, Kobe had a greater upside than Shaq. Even even though Shaq, you know, is a more dominant player, but if you talk if you're talking about in the long run, you know, sh you know, Shaq was soon you know started to go on, on a decline. Um, his body was already starting to break down on him. You know, things like that. I know he was you know at that point he started miss miss a lot of games. Um, because of injury, so he really started letting himself go at that point, and so um, you know, so of course, uh, Doctor Bus really, really, you know, really saw the greater vision, the greater picture, and saw you know, saw that you could you could really um, get more out of your money for Kobe than you would for Shaq. Um, however, the Lakers uh, went you know went through growing pains at the time, you know, um, you know, with, you know, with with Kobe as a new newly appointed. Uh, full-time leader apart from Shaq and so um you know so like I so, said you know that that first season you know, was you know was, was really a bit of a blur um to me I think a lot of people as well and so they had briefly had like Rude Tom Johnny which is their coach and it was and they realized all right you know what it's time to bring Phil Jackson back um and so so of course by the time we get that to 2005-2006 season Kobe really just went off and just went to just an unseen level like never before uh that that season he was on an absolute scoring rampage um and, and so, so of course there was a game where he had 62 points in three quarters against the eventual western conference champion dallas mavericks um and of course the most famous game the signature game of that of that season was you know was the legendary 81 point game um against the uh, against the toronto raptors and so you know like i said you know, and, that, and that just added to Kobe's legend is just added to his mystique, you know, and, and, and the thing about it is, especially when it came, especially when the Lakers were down at, at that point, they were down like 15 and all of a sudden, you know, like you know, Kobe just carried the team on his back. You know, like I said, it was unprecedented, you know, and like I said, that's an iconic game, especially for this generation, for those who never actually saw Wilt Chamberlain score hundred points, this was the closest thing to closest thing for them to that. Um, and you know, like I said, that was absolutely an amazing game. Even I could, even I couldn't believe it. Um, so, because of that, uh, Kobe averaged thirty-five point four points per game, a career high. You know, the first time he had ever lead, led the league in scoring. And so, um, you know, so, so and so for me, I would say, and and the and the biggest controversy about that was the fact that Steve Nash won his second straight MVP. We even though I feel like Kobe should have won the MVP for that because how, how valuable, how impactful he was to that team and just to, to the league in and of itself without question. He was the MVP of that entire league of, of that of that time period. It, it doesn't matter. Um, so, unfortunately, the Lakers, you know, get bounced up by the Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat win the championship. And so Kobe has to watch Shaq win the championship without him. So the pressure started to mount even more. And um, by this point, Kobe started to sort, you know, sort, so like, um, uh, I don't want to say turn a new leaf, but you know, but I would say like this, it was a certain a transformation for him, 
um, transformation for him as a player, transformation for him as a man, trans- transformation for him as a leader. So, and out of the urge to want to want to um, you know to want to be even greater than uh, than Jordan, um, Kobe switches number from eight to twenty four. So, there's certain ma- several meanings behind that. One could be because he, because he wanted to always wanted to get one up on Jordan, and also uh, you could say that. Eight times three is 24. So he wanted to become three times the player that he was before, you know. And so, um, you know, so, of course, 2006 was the last season. Uh, he had number eight. 2006, 2007 season was when he first scored number 24 and he did not miss a beat. And, you know, so, so of course, he went on to went on, went on, went on, slow down, went on to lead the league um, in scoring once again. This time, like 31.6 uh, points per game. But at the same time, uh, the, you know, at the same time, the Lakers fell short in the playoffs once again. And Kobe started, you know, start, start, you know, like talking about a trade, demanding a trade and everything like that. Very similar to how Magic was talking about a trade. But even though even when guys like that say trade is actually code for it's time to make other changes. So with that being said, even though Kobe said a trade, the Lakers read that as it's time to make trades with other players. So uh, so they traded. Uh, Kwame Brown and a few other pieces to the Memphis Gri- Grizzlies for Pau Gasol, who was who was a much needed missing piece. Um, you know, like I said, you know, for Pau Gasol and also drafting Andrew Bynum. So, th- so those are the much needed missing pieces um, in this Lakers era, in this Lakers sort of post Shaq era. And so, you know, this was a time where Kobe really wanted to establish his identity apart from Shaq. You know, and so. Um, so you know, so, you know, so of course, um, you know, of course, that first se- first season with, uh, with Gasol by his side, Kobe finally wins his very first MVP award, and um, you know, and, and, and of course, of course, leads leads the Lakers all the way to the finals. Unfortunately, they fall short against the Celtics, and so you know, of course, the the, crit- the critics grow louder and louder about how Kobe couldn't win without Shaq. But then, this is where the breaking of day hits. Um, by the time we get to two thousand eight, two thousand nine. All of a sudden, you know, you know, th- things really just started like, you know, really just really just start, you know, really just started, you know, sort of like, you know, uh, st- start started to come into play and, you know, it just started to come together. So, of course, um, everything's re- everything re- really starts to come together um, by the time we get to the 2008 2009 season. And the and the Lakers are, are you know are, are really are really like I said you know like you know at this point you know like at this at this point the lake you know the Lakers are you know are, are the you know are, are back to being um, you know the best in the West you know really you know really the, the you know really really the you know like really um, be slow down really really like the, you really is the top um, team in town you know really you know really the most the most formidable team in the West, especially, um, at, you know, especially com- coming off the finals appearance where, the, you know, where they, where they had a, had a rematch with the Celtics for the first time at that point in 21 years. And so the last time uh, leading up to that last time, the Lakers played against the Celtics, the Lakers had won. Um, and, and that was, that was one of when magic vanquished his arch rival, Larry Bird. So anytime it's the Lakers and Celtics is, it's always, it's always war. They're always going out for blood, for, for blood. But um, unfortunately, the Celtics just had way too much firepower for that 2007, 2000, uh, that 2008 season because of the additions um, of Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen to go along with Paul Pierce and, and emerging uh, Ray John Rondo. So the Celtics absolutely had a, a very dynamic nucleus at that point. 
And it's just, it's just you know, just just that uh, that the Lakers were just outmatched. However, um, they were not, you know, like I said. How, however, when it comes when it comes to Kobe, when it comes to the Lakers, they they would not uh, stay down. You know, even even though even though they went down, they, even even though they went down, um, uh, they even though they went down, they they would not stay down. And so, um, you know, like I said, you know, if you know, so, so because of that, um, the you know, and, and because of that the Lakers Lakers recovered. And not only did they recover, but um, this was ab- absolutely a statement season in so many ways because you know, you know, you know because this was absolutely this was absolutely the ultimate ultimate bounce back from um, you know f- you know f- uh, from not having Shaq, and so uh, the so so during the 2009 season, the Lakers uh, the Lakers had a record of 65 and 17, and that's actually a tie with the record that they had back in '87. Um, of 65 and 17, which was actually, which happened to be Magic's MVP season at the time, as I mentioned before. But um, even though Kobe was not the league MVP that that season, you know he still he still ma- made the distinction of being the best player in the in the league. He, even though he wasn't, even though he didn't get the MVP award, but um, you know he got something that that, that was more important. So um, the late, you know, like I said, you know, the Lakers the Lakers finished that season with a 65 and 17 record. You know what I mean? And, and, and so, you know, so, 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 of course, um, you know, like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, like I said, you know, you know, um, this, this was certainly a statement, you know, like I said, like I said, this, this was certainly, um, a, a statement season for Kobe in so many ways, you know, you know, because he was relentless when it came to scoring, uh, delivering, like I said, you know, delivering game winners, you know, leading the Lakers to an absolutely great record where they were just head and shoulders above, above everybody else. And, um, the signature game for that season, was a 61 point game in Madison Square Garden as one of the best as absolute 61 61 point game against the Knicks uh, at Madison Square Garden it was still you know one of the greatest perform, uh, games of his career along with the, along with the 81 point game um, you know and, and so it was by it was by far uh, you know by far his, his best game of the entire reg, regular season and 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 and, and also he also he set a record um, in that arena as well. You know, and and of course, and of course, he also he also established his place as the Western Conference Player of the Month, both both for December and January as well. And so, um, you know, and and obviously because of how great his uh, season was, he finished second place in MVP voting, MVP voting to LeBron James, obviously. Um, you know, but you know, but you know, but and of course, at the at the time, it almost seemed destined that the Lakers would either get a rematch against the Celtics, you know, um, had Kevin Garnett got never, uh, gotten injured. We could have seen another, um, rematch, another, um, uh, another, uh, series against the, against the Celtics. We could have seen a, a rematch. So either, either could have been that or what so many people have been waiting for for years. They, they really want to see, um, Kobe versus LeBron in the finals. However, none of those things played out. So, uh, you know, you know, so the Eastern Conference champions end up being the Orlando Magic, led by Dwight Howard, where they, you know, with where they defeated, uh, you know, where they defeated defeated LeBron and the Cavs, um, in a bit of an upset, not a bit of an upset, a huge upset, especially because of the fact that because LeBron was the MVP that season, and so um, you know, and, and so because of that, you know, the top two players in the league at that time. You would think that a matchup was was bound to happen, especially with them being compared with each other so much, and you know, and, and things like that, and just constantly being in the same conversations. 
However, uh, Dwight, uh, Dwight and Orlando, you know, um, you know, absolutely, you know, you know, really got you know, pretty much shut down those plans altogether. And um, and, and then, uh, the, you know, if, 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 of course, this leads to the Lakers versus the Magic and Orlando had no business being uh, in the finals against the Lakers, much like how the New Jersey Nets had no business being in the finals against the Lakers. And Kobe was without question the undisputed league MVP. I mean, not, not league MVP, excuse me, undisputed finals MVP. You know, and if, in fact, in fact, the very first game that very first game of that series was a statement because, you know, because that first game, uh, Kobe dropped 40. And so that first game really set the tone for the way the rest of this series is going to go because it was just going to go nothing but downhill for the magic. And, um, and, and, and so, you know, and so, and so Kobe, uh, you know, like this was, this was very, this is a very important uh, series for the Lakers because this was Kobe's first championship without Shaq. And, you know, like I said, this, if anything, you know, I'll say it like this, if, if anything, that that's, if, if nothing else, that to me, that was the biggest, uh, historical significance uh, for the series against Orlando, and and very and fittingly enough, these are two teams that Shaq played for. You know, the first two teams they ever played for, the Magic. That's where he first uh, made his name as a star. The Lakers, the, La- the Lakers are the team that made him a legend. And so, I um, mean, you know, and, and so, so, and so, let me slow down. And of course, his um, his Finals MVP stats uh, read as, as such: thirty-two point four points per game. 5.8 rebounds per game, 7.4 assists per game, 1.4 steals, and 1.4 blocks per game. You know, and, so, and like I say, and they just com- completely just manhandled the uh, you know the Orlando Magic. And so, uh, and so of course the so of course next season, um, you know was was one. You know, so, so, so so of course, of course uh, you sorry about that. And, and so of course the, the next season, um, was, you know was was you know uh, was was uh, was when the Lakers, you know, like uh, you know sorry about that. You know, uh, the next the next. Next season, you know, was when the Lakers, you know, really had to def- defend their title and, and show that, um, you know, that that was that was not a fluke. And so, of course, once again, um, they, you know, they continue to be the number 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 one seed in the West. Um, you, you know, of, of course, of course, yet again, uh, you know, you know, of, of, of course, of course, of course, in the playoffs, um, the you know Lakers went through teams like the Nuggets, OKC Thunder, you know, so on and so forth, eventually leading to the final rematch against the Boston Celtics. And Kobe, and of course, Kobe will, will, will go on, will go on to, to win Finals MVP, and he and he absolutely, um, he absolutely willed himself uh, in, in in that series, and so that, so that series averaged twenty eight point six points per game, eight point, of course, eight rebounds per game, and three point nine assists per game, and um, you know, and, and and the thing about it was that that game seven was very critical, you know, critical because even when his scoring was off off that game um he found he found other ways to be effective you know like when, when it came to rebound when it came to rebounds when it came to defense when it came to just playmaking in other areas and um and so, you know so of course even though he went six for 24 in game seven you know you know like I said, you know just because of his will to win just because of the way he was able to make his team better in other areas he would you know he, he would go going to win uh, going to win um his second finals mvp in his second championship without Shaq, and that is was certainly his most satisfying win, and um, and and, the, and that was ultimate ultimate uh, separation 
between him and Shaq. And so if anything, that solidified his place as far as far as as far as um, as far as being greater than Shaquille O'Neal. You know, and, and so it just goes to show that he was able to win two without Shaq, while Shaq was only able to win one without him. So that was the the, the divider right there. Um, and and I'll say that this was sort of like the start of the end of his prime because um, you know because this was the time where the changing of the guard would take place when it came to LeBron. Um, and, 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 and so of course of course the next season um, the Lakers would get would get swept by the uh, by the Mavericks. And then you know then then um, then, then after that, like I said, you know, like I said, by, by that point, you know, later on, um, Kobe still found you know found a way to complete, compete um, at a high level, you know, high level even as his body started to break down, um, you know, you know, and, and just and, and the thing about it was, and of course, he you know, of course um, he'll finish his career with, um, you know, with, with that with that very last very last game of that last last season of his career, we we dropped sixty points. Um, again, uh, again, uh, against Utah. So, you know, but, but, you know, but, but, you know, but like I said, that was a great exclamation point on, um, on an absolutely incredible t- uh, 20 year career. Um, even though those last few years were pretty tough to watch just because, just because of, you know, just the mounting injuries, um, you know, like I said, you know, but, but Kobe was still a warrior. Kobe was still um, a perennial all-star, you know what I mean? And so, and so like I said, the, I'll say the, the way I'll say Kobe's legacy is this, is that he's the second greatest shooting guard of all time. Um, he finished his career with 33,643 points, you know, and, and, and like I said, you know, it's just, just a prolific score. And um, regardless of what analytics say, Kobe was absolutely amazing. He was absolutely spectacular. You know, when you look at, when you, when you look at eye test, when you look at resume, when you look at absolute skill, when you look at drive, work ethic, discipline, um, all these different type of things, all these different boxes that you, that you have to check off, Kobe checked off all those boxes and he inspired uh, a whole new generation um, of players. And, 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 and he's, and he certainly, and, and the thing is um, Kobe, Kobe, you know, Kobe certainly, you know, uh, you know, like I said, you know, Kobe certainly, um, sorry, Kobe certainly passed, passed the torch uh, very, very well, you know? And so, um, and, 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 and like I said, you know, and like I said, it's, it's just, when you think about what Kobe means, uh, to a generation like myself, I witnessed Kobe's entire career. In, career, in fact, um, when Kobe first joined the NBA, that was when you know that was the same year that I moved from uh, that my family moved uh, from DC t- um, to here in Prince George's County. And so, you know, like you know, and, and like I said, if anything, I grew up on Kobe. So, so I witnessed I witnessed his growth. I witnessed his, you know, I, I it's, it almost felt like you grew up with him. You know, even though he was 11 years old older than me. But at the same time, it, it was it was a part of me that just it just felt like um, you just grew up with him. You just, you just watched his rise. You just watched him mature, you know. And and and, and, and like I said, and especially um, in the wake of his uh, tragic death, it, it's just still hard to really uh, talk about him um, in a past tense because he gave half his life, literally half his life to the game. Gave twenty years of himself to LA, to the NBA, you know, I mean, everything. And he didn't even get a chance to fully, to really enjoy all that. You know, if anything, he was just scratching the surface, you know, you know, because, you know, because um, he won an Oscar. Uh, he wrote, you know, wrote best-selling books and, and things like that. Um, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, like, you know, I mean, like I said, he was, he was just 
scratching the surface and, and just recently um i saw some clips on, on instagram where they showed you know where, where they show like um you know his, his old like tv appearances when he showed up on sister 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 when he showed up on brand uh, uh, showed up on moesha and of course um he actually took brandy to his prom you know you know of course at the time um like i say i remember he was on episode of sister sister moesha um all that even on episode of proud family and to go back and watch that and just have them back and just always remember that he's not even here anymore to go back to go back and watch watch those episodes watch those clips and and still having your mind like he's in the past tense now still hard still hard to comprehend comprehend um i remember where i was the day that happened you know and i'd rather not like you know i thought it was a joke i thought it was a prank and then all the other outlets showed it and in the nba uh pay tribute and you know wearing number eight and 20 24 and stuff like that do all kind of tributes to him um tributes to basketball and uh you know, in baseball, football, whatever, you know, stuff like that, you know, just everywhere. Uh, soccer, you, soccer, you name it. It's just like the world just stood still, you know, and 2020 was a year that we'll never, never forget, especially start with the way to start off with that, you know, and um, he will go on, um, on other note, he'll go on to, uh, to the hall of fame. And even though he's no longer here, he was certainly the head headliner hands down, you know, uh, without question. And so, um, as far as Kobe's legacy, I would say that that um, you know that, that, that he that he was uh, the second greatest shooting guard of all time, one of the greatest Lakers, um, you know, of all time. You know, pro- probably number two all time. You know, what I mean, um, you know, if, you know, you know, but at the same time, you had a very strong case for for being number one. Period. Um, you know, so if, you know, whatever. Um, but I want to go into uh, my top eight. Um, uh, you know, I'll say I'll go. In, I want to go go into my top, uh, my top eight uh, Kobe seasons. You know, especially when when you look at twenty year career. And in his honor, I want to do eight because I was his original number. So here I'm gonna go from eight to one. Number eight, I'm gonna go with the two thousand one two thousand two season. And of course, that season he averaged twenty five point two points per game. Um, and of course, that season he also he also went went on went on to to be NBA champion, win his third championship. Um, and, you know, and of course, he also went on to become the all-star game MVP and, um, you know, like and he really set himself apart as like the, the top shooting guard of his era at that point. So that's number eight. And number seven, I'm going to go with the 2006-2007 season, which, um, which is his first season where number 20, number 24, we uh, averaged 31.6 points, points per game, um, won the lead scoring title for the second second year in a row. Number six, I'm going to go with the 2007-2008 season. We won the MVP with 28.3 points per game. And he t- uh, took the Lakers to the finals where they ended up losing to the Celtics. That's why it's not uh, number number five. In 2000, 2003, he averaged 30. Uh, that was his first season where he averaged 30 points per game. That was the first season where he really, you know, um, you know, re- really became like sort of like the really man, truly became the man of that team. Um, you know, you know, it's, um, it's, that's, that's when the, the tie was starting to change. So he averaged 30, 30 points per game. First time being the Lakers leader in scoring. So that's number five. And number four, I'm going to go with the 2009-2010 season, which is which is when he won his fifth and final championship, averaging 20, 27.4 points per game. 
became the champion, became the finals MVP. And number three, I'm gonna go with the 2000 2001 season. And of course, that, of course, that, that season, uh, you know, that's that season, that season, he averaged a 20, 28.5, 28.5, 28.5 points per game. And so, um, you know, of course, 5.9 rebounds and five assists per game. And that's when he, uh, when he won his second straight championship. And, you know, like I said, you know, that, that was like his maturation uh, process, maturation season, whatever. And uh, number two, I'm going to go with the 2005-2006 season. We averaged 35.4 points per game and became the scoring leader. And, of course, last but not least, number one, I'm going to go with the 2008-2009 season. We averaged 26.8 points per game and won his fourth championship and won finals MVP, his first championship without Shaq. So those are my top eight Kobe seasons. Mamba forever. So now it's time for our birthday. It's the birthday that I actually missed out on last week. Um, that I got that I mentioned. Uh, the late great music legend Isaac Hayes would have turned eighty August twenty second. That was on August twentieth. But this week, August twenty second, the late great Godfather of Go Go Chuck Brown would have turned eighty six. The unified WWE Tag Team Champions Jimmy and Jay Uso turned thirty seven. Former Legion of Doom manager Paul Ellering turned sixty nine. Apollo Cruz turns turned 35 and of course august 23rd the black mamba himself the aforementioned kobe bryant would have turned 44 on august 24th former wwe owner vince mcmahon turned 77 comedy legend dave chappelle and dc dc native dave chappelle uh turns for, turns 49 on august 25th uh kel mitchell turns 40 turns 44 august 26 james harden turns 33 August 27th, WWE Hall of Famer Sergeant Slaughter turns 74. Before I go, I'd like to give a word of wisdom. Even when you don't understand God's timetable, trust his timing. You are victorious because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When you put God in first place, you don't have to worry about being in last place. Make sure to listen to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or iTunes. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>